in the west side of Milwaukee. He cruised the bars and boys, taking what he wanted and keeping what he liked. I'm glad they got your ass. this episode please stop eating right now or unless you're me you can eat whatever you want while listening because i eat dinner all the time while watching true crime documentaries i do but i could not to him and this is what did you do <laughs> welcome back second week in a row you guys are hearing our voices you want us you love us you need you this. want us mm, I don't know if that's <laughs> true. i was like but i'm out i'm actually out here just um just looking for a for a good time i just have a go take some pictures back out of my um my apartment, don't nope. you know, with my Polaroid. No, thank you. There, no, I um, I I was working hard on my Jeffrey Dahmer voice, and I was <laughs> I was trying so hard not to sound like Conor McGregor, because <laughs> whenever you try to go Midwest, it's like this weird fine line. It's like bless his heart, don't you know? Like you've got to stay in that realm, and then eventually, I'm just like, oh, Irish <laughs> But we are here with part two. Oh, please stop eating. Just don't eat. Of Jeffrey, some of us are, you know, desensitized. But I am sec- not. Part two of Jeffrey Dahmer, mm. um, and where we last left Jeffrey off, he was murdering people in a hotel room, and according to him, had no recollection of this event. It hotel, just kind of happened. Motel holiday and say what? That's terrible. I always go into like these songs during the show. So I'm just going to sing them now whenever they pop up in my head. I mean, you can do whatever you feel is right. Um, I can't <laughs> I'll do ta- what's respectful. I, I can't tell you what your truth is. Um, I just know that it's not mine always and all the time. I always go into song in my head when I'm doing the show. That's true. I think it's like a, a mode of coping. It's my coping skill. I mean, okay. I don't know if a skill is loaded. I feel like we should call it a method. It is a um, method, yeah. <laughs> it I mean, I can't right. use a skill during the show. It's not like I can stop what I'm doing and do a whole... Right, you can't like take a breath, you know, eat some mac and cheese, <laughs> take a nap during a the recording. Routine. I mean, you could. But and after are... this episode, I'm going to need it. I mean, it's also super late. So we are over here. I'm just going to sleep at some point. We are here, and where we last left Jeffrey off, he had just murdered Steve Toomey. Yeah. At the Ambassador Hotel. Yeah. And dissolved his flesh in acid and smashed his bones into dust with a sledgehammer. And if you don't remember, this was kind of the crime that set it off. Yeah. This, this is point, like the permission crime. This is it. This is, yeah. this was, and I, I want to say that if we're going to talk about certain like things that he was diagnosed with as we go forward, yes. um, we're going to talk about like schizotypal disorder and things like that. There are uh, <laughs> there are some aspects of this shit where he feels like he's good at this, and I mm-hmm. and like there we can talk about we're going to talk about later on how some people just want to get caught. Correct. Jeffrey Dahmer, not one of those murderers. No, he did not, feel some type of shame because we yeah. we know that he had a drink to do what he did. That's going to be, but tough. that's one of those. That's also one of those. But yeah. I'm giving myself an out. Mm-hmm. But. That I, disconnect. Yeah. I'm 100% sure that just listening to him talk about his crimes mm-hmm. in the interviews, he's not, I wouldn't call his tone apologetic or remorseful no, no, at no. all. It's kind of like, rec, like, kind of when you, like, he's like remembering a past 
like you know yeah like a, an event or something like like a past oopsie doopsie like if that... i asked you like about your first car accident that was your fault you'd be like yeah. i don't know if i was like actually speeding and yeah like crashing. maybe it was a bad idea to do what i did but you know i had to yeah so i think he's in that mode right. so here we are jeffrey dahmer um and we're again permission oh wait before we get to the show i'm sorry yvette your birthday is in april not in may but she's a tourist so i just associated Oh, did she correct you? It was correction. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> terrible. But here we are. Um, and so now we, we fast forward from the from the hotel to January 16th. And he approaches a young male sex worker. Yes. We don't use other words here. No, we do um, not. A James Dockstater, mm-hmm. um, 14-year-old 14. young man. And he offered uh, James some money. He said, I'm going to shoot a video. Um, I want you to be the star of it. And, you know, as a sex worker, as a young, um, especially like young homeless sex worker, you're going to do what you want to, you got, you got to do to earn extra cash. Right. Um, Remember, it was the 80s. So it wasn't really socially acceptable to be gay. He could have been homeless because of that. Um, I'm not too sure how he became 14 as a sex worker. There is, uh, I just, I didn't write it. I wrote a paper about this not too long ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think you told me about this. Yeah. Where I want to say that. I think it was like 48% of youth that drop into like homeless shelters and outreach centers say they're homeless specifically because of their family kicked them out of that. Right. And I knew, so, I brought this up because I knew you would know about yeah. it. Then. So like if this is the eighties yeah. and your mama found out by accident or your daddy found you, you know, in right. bed with someone you shouldn't have been in and you got put out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, you know, so you got to do like there's survival sex. We'll talk about it. There's we're, like, we're, we're going to get to these in this episode and further episodes. And he convinces him to come back to his place. Um, and at this point, not so much outside of his grandma's house yet, but has his special little basement room. And once as is, as is, I can't talk today. Once is as his MO. <laughs> He drugs his drink, mm-hmm. and once James passes out, strangles, strangles him, him to death. Right, and to get rid of himself of the body, mm-hmm. dissolves it in the acid again. Takes the same sledgehammer, smashes his bones. Right, and I like it's. It is a um, I don't know. It's it is a it is it is. Let's move on. It is a means of disposal. Means. It is a means. Because I think I just think it's just it's just like it's I think as we go further into this case, we're gonna see that Jeffrey Dahmer gets worse at disposing of it because he right. doesn't want to get rid of everything. He's holding on right. to things. He says to hold on to things. And once he gets out of his grandma's house and he gets into his own place, it's harder to get rid of things. Because old folks tend to mind their business sometimes when they don't want to know like what's going on. You Especially know, if you're a little afraid of your grandson. <sighs> I, you think grandma could get downstairs? Well, I don't well, think grandma could well, get downstairs. Well, well, Jeff, Jeffrey, um, just <laughs> let me know what's going on down there now. Grandma, you gonna go on back up them stairs now, all right? I've got this under control. I'm just saying it smells a little weird in my basement, baby. I just mean, now don't you know I've got this under control? I told you what I'm doing down here, yeah? I'm like, oh, God. Like, I just <laughs> picture, like, Jeffrey, like, looking back up the stairs. You ever see the horror movies? Yeah. Where, he, like, they look down the stairs and the killer just... Steps into the side. Right. Jeffrey just comes in like, yeah, grandma. <laughs> just like intently. With his dead eyes telling her everything is all right. And he's like, yeah, I just want you to come upstairs for there. I'll be up there in a minute, grandma. You're going to be next. What'd you say? 
<laughs> nothing, Grandma. I said, you know, I hope you made steak. Like, well, you know, old that's ladies were in his taste palette, I guess. No, it <laughs> did not say that. And then he met a young Richard uh, Guerrero outside of a bar. Um, and then the same thing, asked him to come back to his place to make a video. And Guerrero said, sure, let's mm-hmm. do this. Um, once they got back, you know, they, they did some adult activities. They, you know, once again, Jeff offers it. I called him Jeff. Shit. I've, <laughs> because, I mean, he, I've got an uncle, Jeffrey. So, like, <laughs> when I think of Jeff, I just immediately shorten it to Jeff. I don't want anything. I endeared. saw reports that called him Jeff too. So yeah, I'm like, but I feel like calling somebody by a nickname is endearing them, but it doesn't matter. So Jeff offers him a drink. I said it again, and he took it and once again passed out, strangled and dismembered the boy. We are again. We he, are. He, he, well, I mean, he did things. We oh yeah, we are on a path here, <laughs> and I'm like, as a true crime like junkie, mm-hmm. right up my alley. I'm like, this is wild shit, and I think it's only because like. We all look at this as if, like I said in the last episode, as if we're so far removed from it. And we are. So to be able <laughs> like, to talk this about wild. this, yeah. I have to disassociate. Because Jeffrey Dahmer was a different type of criminal to me. Oh, 100%. He was just, he's everything combined into one to me. But if, you, if you've got severe mental illness, neglect, abuse, um, kind of no boundaries or restrictions. No mm-hmm. one's keeping you like a lot. I tell, I, we talk about it all the time that it isn't until you're about 20 plus mm-hmm. where you realize your behavior is not okay because right. other people tell you it's not acceptable. Right. Remember Lionel never gave a damn about what the hell Jeffrey was really doing. Right. He just wanted him to be preoccupied to get, and out of the fucking house. Right. And get to get his life together. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with his mama, his mama just bounced <laughs> and was like deuces. So it's like, <laughs> so he's like, he has no, no one is correcting him and saying, cause typically with families, you say, this is my type of crazy like we let you kind of do what you need to do because we know how weird you are because we're weird i can't imagine living though in under the same roof with somebody and they're like murdering people and i don't know right That's you would think so that like grandma knew <laughs> like grandma 100 knew exactly that jeffrey was doing some wild shit because she knew boys were coming over the house and she was like this is not a <laughs> he's not a christian <laughs> but did she ever see these boys go out she doesn't stay up long enough to. Uh, she goes right in her room and locks her bedroom door. That's what I would do. Watch his murder. She wrote. Probably turns it not. up really loud. She's probably up watching that like Eucharist thing or whatever that comes on on Saturday mornings. Like when they all the. <laughs> Somebody watches this is listening. <laughs> Trying so hard to avoid that, um, but obviously he gets kicked out of his grandma's house. Too many smells. Too, too many, many late boys, nights. Too many boys. Too, she wasn't about that. Life. And also to be fair, some of these boys who cleaned would, out I, her house. I'm going to agree that I'm gonna I'm going to insinuate that some of these boys came and left, like. As an, a sexually active, like I like, I feel like some of them, like they, like, I know his thing was to like some subdue them and do it, but right. like we're talking seventeen victims here. I'm sure he had sex more than seventeen times. So right. like I'm like, so she's made, so she may have seen boys come and go, and she's like, oh, that my Jeffrey, you know, I didn't didn't raise him the hoe like this, but he's out here licking tips, and um, I really wish, really wish he'd just come to church with me on Sunday, don't you know? He's just out here guzzling like i just feel like she just thinks he's this big hoe and not this big serial killer so grandma means to tell me you kick your whole son out because of these foul smells and all these late nights and you didn't have somebody check for you what could be the reason why of all these foul smells hmm. 
I feel like in his move, and I think I, I read it and I, I watched it in the document, in his move, like, he moved a lot of his... Took some, yes. Yeah. And then you leave your basement alone. Like, grandma don't go down to the basement. There ain't nothing in the basement for grandma. Grandma keep her stuff on the second floor. It doesn't matter. So he moves to 808 North 24th Street, mm-hmm. which is... A, this is where... You know, we, we talk about permissions yeah, and, and freedoms. Now, this is a... I'm going to call this out because we're here already. Mm-hmm. When people call this a high crime area. <laughs> um, right. Yes, because Jeffrey's problematic ass moved in. <laughs> no. Right. But I would say no. I think that um, we know what that's code for. Right. Um, and that means that it's a primarily uh, black and brown area. Minority area. And I was like, everyone I listened to, like, he moves into this really high crime area. And then they, like, followed up a sentence later. It's a predominantly black area. I'm like... Say what you mean and mean what you say, right. so I could fight you. It became it. a high crime area when Jeffrey came in. There I was like, you mad about you, right? You mad about people selling weed, but homeboy literally dissolving bodies in his bathtub, in his basement. Ew, he and he basement. didn't come from that area. Well, he didn't have a basement in his well, you know apartment, what I mean. but like, yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> but here he is, and so we we meet this, and this this is the we always find problems with the police in All these episodes, the damn time. So Jeffrey gets in trouble. He does because he's. He's convinced, and also we, the other side we have to realize about this is the the pedophilic like aspect of all this because I don't think we, people talk about it enough in true crime, right? Um, like this is, I mean, part of it I attribute to psychosis and him not really giving a damn how old anybody was, right. but also remembering how old young gay people were when they were like when they're sex workers, especially in the early eighties, early nineties. So like, there's a lot of things that happened. I here. didn't. Even realize Jeffrey Dahmer because I always knew it was minority men. I didn't realize that they were underage as well until I started to right. do not this. all of them, but there's yeah, a yeah, large... yeah. I didn't realize that they were any. Yeah, a yeah. large amount of them were like right. seven, 14 to seven, 14. 13 to seventeen actually. Yeah. And so, what happens is Jeffrey lures this boy whose name I am going to butcher, so I'm just going to call him Kisan. I'm not going to try his last name. Mm-hmm. He convinces him to come up to his apartment, drugs him, fondles him. Uh, you know, assaults him, mm-hmm. but this boy is slippery because he's not all the way under. Under, right? Recognizes that this is not something he wants. Recognizes that Jeffrey is uber aggressive and is like again very. This is a consent conversation about what you guys are looking for or whatever. And he gets out of the apartment, right? And he gets to the police, mm-hmm. and. Jeffrey gets charged, and he meets some people on the way out of the apartment who right. he screams at. He, there's there's reports, and the, if you watch the movie Dahmer, they dra- the dramatization, he meets two black girls. Um, if you look at, uh, I want to say one, oh, what was I watching? It was on YouTube. Um, the people say it was this old white guy. Like, there's a whole bunch, but he gets he gets to the police, and Jeffrey gets taken in. Mm-hmm. Finally. Charge of sexual assault, assault and enticing and- a minor. For moral, moral purposes, purposes, which is that a thing? Yeah, it's old, like old, old like school. archaic language. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like to be to be fair, like it's like it's just like risk of injury to a minor and things like that. Um, and then like sexual acts with a kid. Like there's all these ways. Like in Connecticut, the terms are different. Right. Um, but if you're in the Midwest, like they haven't pulled themselves out of certain things yet. But right. we're, we're not going to talk about that because when we talk about places, people get angry. Um, and he only spent like about a week in jail, and he gets out on bail. And there was no sentencing for no. like four or five, was it five, four months? I'm not wrong. Right, but he gets released to his grandmama's house. Yeah. And right away. He's back on his bullshit. As he does. He's at grandmama's house, like I said, on parole, I believe. 
and he meets a handsome mixed race model, Anthony Sears. That he does. Yes, and he's 24 year old. He met him at a gay bar. And, um, you know, they just, you know, started talking and he uh, ended up taking him back to Grandmama's house. So he <sighs> found one more person to take to Grandma's house. He drugged him um, and strangled, as he usually does. That's his M.O. And uh, he goes ahead and places um, the body in the bathtub and does a whole bunch of stuff that I don't want to talk about. Jesus, why are you like this? I can't. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. I can't. Okay. So again, he, pul- <laughs> he pulverized the bones, stripped the body of the flesh, um, and all that good stuff. And he kept the attractive parts of That's him. one way to say it. Yeah. Well, he was, I guess he was an attractive man. He was an expiring model. He kept the uh, attractive parts or the parts that he found attractive mm-hmm. and uh, moved out with them. <laughs> right back. Right so, back yeah, to his old department. I can't is... talk about this. It's so funny because I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, he, he, he took the body parts. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a part of um, him. He was at his grandma's house and he... He t- specifically took this kid back, or he's a young man, this young man back to his grandma's house because he's paranoid at this point. You remember, he's out. Um, he just got out of the courts, just got out of the jail. Yes. Um, he thinks the police are obviously watching obviously. him because he's a problem. And so this is where he's like, I'm going to bring him back to my grandma's house. I hate that we give like these, because I, I used to call my grandma, my grandma to piss her <laughs> off. Oh. Because she hated it. Cause she I thought would I was, hate it too. I, caught it, I got it out of a movie. Um, and I was like, Grandmama. And it was like the British people. I'm like, Grandmama. And she'd be like, I'm not your goddamn grandmama. I'm your grandma. <laughs> you were trying to be fancy. I was trying. I was. I'm, I am fancy. Trying. So, <laughs> so he, uh, I, I think I could say it now. I could say big girl words. So he basically preserved the skull and the genitals and put it in a cabinet in his old apartment and, uh, yeah, so that's what happened to Anthony. And that's the most you could get out of me about his body parts. Ah, oh, bothers me so much that you're like this. I'm crazy. So back in his own stopping grounds, he has the freedom against... Club 219. <laughs> is that what we call it? That's what it's called. That is not what it's called. Back in his own stopping grounds, he meets another man. <laughs> Are you not talking about the club name? Huh. That's what I was talking about. Oh, the club was two nineteen. Were you talking about his apartment? I thought apartment? the apartment was yeah, because it's oh, two thirteen. No. You see how no, that did? You see not... what I did that? I said, no. Is it? No, but no, no. he learned. He lured a thirty-two-year-old um, male prostitute back Sex to his apartment worker. with the same promise. Sex worker. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll go back. Yeah. So I. <laughs> No, I just like I'm one of those people. I'm too woke for my own good. I'm like the word prostitute has such negative connotations. In the same way that sex worker, I does. should change it when I go through my notes, but I don't. But sex worker is one of those. It's like an all encompassing term because porn actors are essentially sex workers. But like people don't, True. people don't, you know, degrade porn stars the way they do, like people who have sex for money off camera. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, I don't know. I just feel like it's no, a, no, no, no. I totally thing. agree, and I, I think. Sex work is work, it and is there work. should be protections. There and should. I'm very adamant about that. And so other people aren't. And I used to get into a lot of heated debates. But 
No, we don't have to talk about it. Furthermore, he goes back with uh, Ray to apartment 213. I guess that's the other night. That's club. why you were, yeah. That's yeah, why that's, you yeah, I, that's I said. About. I thought 219 was a club. I, I, I heard what the hell you said. That wasn't funny. So there, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to miss that. He brings him back, yes. With the lure of the $50 and, you know, laces his drink with sleeping pills, strangles him on his kitchen floor, and then he does his whole routine. And he needs to violate Ray. Right. And uh, spray paints the skull and keeps it. Yeah. And this is actually one of several. This is the first of several that Jeff actually admits to having sex with post-mortem. True. And I think this is this is that moment. This is like the ultimate submissive partner that we've he's been looking for, where right. he drugs them and he sleeps with them. But he did this thing where he actually, we're going to get to this person too, um, where he wants to listen to them. He wants to listen to the slow heart rate and the slow, re- and the slow breathing. Um, and so he gets to the point where this person is now like just completely silent i do like this part of the story though before we go into another part um he does lure somebody else to his apartment but he accidentally drinks the drugged up like the lace drink yeah and he passes out passes up and gets robbed i thought that was hilarious he deserves like i think (laughs) karma yeah i think that happens have you ever seen the heathers no I, I just was just recently introduced to that, and it was one of those scenes. Well, the Heather's is a it's a fucked up movie. I never. I feel realized. like I heard of it. Yeah, it's a, now it's a musical too, and it's actually it's a nineties movie, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's I, got it one. Really I, want, I can't want to say Winona Ryder, but it's not Winona. It is probably Winona. I Ryder. might have seen it, but it I is don't Winona have Ryder. I do not actually. recall. And it's a, and there's a there's a switcheroo of a drink that happens in it, and somebody ends up dying. And I was like, oh, so it's that kind of movie. This is, I was like, this is a movie movie. Okay. But you're right. He ends up drinking. Figuring his own shit. And gets got. That's what you get, bro. And so he, he continues this. He's on this pattern now mm-hmm. of, and he's, he's escalating. Like again, he's having sex with dead bodies. Yes. Jeffrey's like saving generals, saving bicep muscles, saving, um, penises he's collecting his souvenirs he is yeah yeah he's keeping his reminders yeah and it's it's wild to me um and now we're in september of like 1990 um and he he picks up jesus so he picks up ernest miller uh and he takes him home to have sex with him once again drugs him and this time he doesn't strangle Miller, like he's done the other ones. He right. slashes his throat. And instead of just dismembering him, dissolving him, and pulverizing the bones to dust, he decides that he's going to, once again, keep these biceps. And he's going to rip the flesh from this young man's bones and wants to keep the skeleton. Jeffrey is out of control at this point. And it doesn't stop here, which makes it like typically this is the point where people start to, I don't know, I feel like you spiral, right? Like, yes. Last podcast we call it berserker mode. Like, this guy has been in berserker mode since like 16. Yeah, and I know, he right? has it, never slowed down. Right. His, consistency. You got to appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But at this point, this is hilarious to me. So at this point is when neighbors are like, y'all motherfuckers smell that? No. <laughs> Yo, 213 is ripe. Like, (laughs) 
And I was watching a documentary where it was like, I just thought white people smelled like that. I love us, but I hate us so much. For real. For real. Like, black folks get a camera and just be talking, talking shit. Sh- and right, right. Like, there is no way you thought. You know white folks don't smell like that. A whole you dumpster? Black, yes. A whole. Rotting flesh. Right. Because you have to remember that it's not just like awkward old smells because of what they said they thought they were smelling were things like old meat right. uh, like maybe he left something in his fridge too long um that uh, the awkward smell of something being dissolved in acid right because what we also want to remind you guys of is that at this point in time jeffrey dahmer has purchased this huge 54 gallon drum that he's placed uh, in his apartment of hydrochloric acid that what he's dissolving by is in so every time he rips the lid off of that that smell of dissolved burnt Flesh is going to waft through the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when enough people... And you Like, I love... Like, I look and I love us, but I know us. So you know when the black folks went to that <laughs> Mind landlord. Mind my business. Like, for the most part, but you you can... Your apartment can stink, but once it stinks in my apartment... Right, once it gets like, over... Like, once it becomes, becomes my problem, then we have a problem. Like, Michelle Blair... Mm-hmm. Like, if Michelle Blair had not frozen her kids... Right. And the person next door could smell Michelle's apartment, like... The landlord would have been called that day. Right. Like, you know, 100%. True, true. So, you know, they went to that landlord. It's like, look, I'm not trying to say shit. You ain't heard it from me. <laughs> but whatever the hell is happening in 213 needs to be checked out. Go tell this white boy <laughs> to get it together. You know you that's exactly. You let him in here. You, you knew out. exactly what he was going to do when he got in here. Fucking shit <laughs> up. You knew exactly. Figure it out. So, the landlord knocks on the door and Jeffrey proceeds to tell the landlord that the fridge is broken. <laughs> And he'd get it fixed as soon as possible, which in my my understanding. First of all, you're the landlord, so I thought that was your, your responsibility to fix it. I love how everyone don't want to go in there. Right, I think that I think that's what it is. I think he's what like, you have oh, to, I'm not going to waste my money. But there are people are people will talk about like when you listen to people talk about Jeffrey, um, in retrospect when they talk about like how they met him, like he wasn't so detached and cold like you'd expect him to be. Like people enjoyed jeffrey like he was weird his apartment stunk but he spoke to people he smiled at people he had invited his nice little like old black lady neighbor across the hall to have dinner like he made him sandwiches oh, don't eat it. like <laughs> Baby, don't eat he had it. made like dinner for this one so like oh, no. people didn't hate jeffrey and that's why so like i oh, think that they just knew he was weird you know, and like we all have that weird neighbor. Like we all have like the odd ones. Like I've got a weird one that's just out of her mind. And then you've got like <laughs> people next door who weird. I got a one-legged neighbor who's like hopping everywhere. And I'm 100 percent sure he's a one-legged drug dealer. It's not better than over there. <laughs> but a like colorful neighborhood, huh? It is. I mean, we just got we've got we've got, we've got weird neighbors. So when Jeffrey was like, "Oh, my fridge is broken," I feel like that should have been a red flag one. Right. Um. But so we move forward, and still, we have a flub in Jeffrey's plan. So later on that month, Jeffrey meets David Thomas. Mm-hmm. And David, David Thomas um, drinks this drink, but doesn't go completely under. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he realized also that, yeah, I'm not really feeling this one. Like, yeah, right. which is... So weird to me, because you would think that you kind of like let him wake up and go, but Jeffrey's like, nah, he talks, he's going to talk too much, still proceeds to strangle him. 
and dismember him. And he would just take pictures of David's body and his head in different positions all over his apartment. Right. Which, like, it's still a domination thing for me. Like, right, it's just right, a, right. still a weird thing. I just can't get behind. Like, I mean, obviously, get behind it, but I can't. Like, he's just doing shit just to do it at mm-hmm. this point. And it's like freaking me out, like, reading it. Like, once I always reread things, once you say it out loud, you're like, this. Is a whole ass mess. I couldn't do it. You're right, but he's but now we're over here and he's spray painting skulls to help preserve it because we know about the chemicals and spray paint and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's got an altar essentially of human remains. Yeah. And like this is it. Like Jeffrey Dahmer is out of his mind. This and we when, when they you, started doing like apartment checks. You're right. <laughs> and this is they should always do that. Like fire inspection, just gonna make sure your things are working. <laughs> And you think this is escalation. We haven't gotten there yet. So Jeffrey, again, having sex with dead victims, he wants to go beyond that. He doesn't just want a dead victim. Jeffrey decides he wants a sex slave or more properly probably called a sex zombie. Yeah, that's not a slave. That's a zombie at that point. What he's trying to do. He wants someone who's going to be completely under his control. But Jeffrey, one, is not a fucking neurosurgeon. Not at all. He is not a, he has no idea how human anatomy really works. He just knows. So he, in this effort, takes it up a notch and he meets Errol Lindsay, 19 year old boy at a bus stop. Yeah. I know. You don't have to say it. (laughs) And Errol is different from how he meets all the other victims because again, he meets him at a bus stop while he's strolling on his way to get a new key cut for his apartment. Like it's, this isn't the bar anymore. This isn't the club. This is him cruising. Errol was straight. Yeah. And so he lures him back to his apartment. We don't really get the details. How? Yeah. And why get to this? Yeah. We (laughs) get to this point now where he gets in, he offers him a drink and again, in in really nineties fashion, he accepts it. And, Mm -hmm starts to doze, find himself slipping away. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, Jeffrey drills a hole into Errol's head and fills it with hydrochloric acid in an effort to make that sex zombie, that slave that he wanted. And he says that he um says he kind of wakes up Right. Says his head kind of hurts. Like yeah, it's, I have a headache. I have a what headache. What time I, is it? Like asking questions yeah. and Jeffrey, freaked out, ends it mm-hmm. for a young Errol. But not before performing oral sex on his corpse. So like, again, it's just... Jeff, I, it's, I feel so gross talking about this case out loud. Usually, it's like when I, I tell told people, you when I tell people, I'm like, "Oh, oh I love, I like this." True Every time I go to my parents, I'm like, "So I'm going to talk about it real fast." And he's like, "Okay, he's like, your turn." It's so <laughs> That's terrible. What I feel like, and so once again, dismembers his body, keeps the skull, hmm. and he just keeps going, keeps going, and escalating. He meets Tony Hughes at two nineteen, who is a deaf mute. You know, and same thing, offers him $50 to pose for a video, um, some post for him, sorry, post for some photos. And even in all of this, he drugs him, strangles him. And then this is the one where 
he keeps his corpse in bed with him right. for a couple of days, like cuddling with it, going to work. Mind you, he's still working at Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. leaving it in his apartment, coming home to it like it's a lover. Yeah. And I, this is, this is the part of this where I want to talk about kind of Jeffrey and I don't want to say in a human context because I, we talked about secrets making you sick and how things <laughs> escalate to this. Once you realize that your, like your paraphilias and things like that are toxic and dangerous and violent, when you speak to people, they can help you deconstruct things and compartmentalize and understand that these two things should never come together. And I think it's when this is that we see Jeffrey looking for companionship, mm-hmm. but not understanding what companionship actually is. And how to get that. And how to achieve that. He wants a sexual partner that's submissive. I mean, we could tell by the zombie where he's trying to have somebody right. stay. And then by Tony where he keeps it. So, so he, know, wants, he wants a relationship. He wants consistency, I think. Right. Yeah. And if you had just... Call this fucking therapy. If your parents weren't always arguing all the time and they weren't always going to get pills and Randomly therapy sessions him. for her, his mama, like they would just looked at this baby boy and said, something is off with my child and it is up to us to make sure <laughs> that this man, this boy grows up to be a functional human I mean, being. I'm still to the point where I'm like, something had to happen though, because this is extreme. This is not just parents not paying attention to you. This yeah. is extreme. And I would want to know, really, I've always been curious. I, I was just talking about it today. I was like, something really happened here. Yeah, and I think there is something that pushes him into psychosis. There's right. this definitely is something where where your idea of reality is no longer actual reality. That's right. like we like you talk about all the schizotypal disorders and things like that, where it's on, a, it's on the range. It's on the spectrum of a schizophrenia disorder. Um, and schizophrenia, typically, you know, the major part of schizophrenia is what? Delusions. So, like, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to now, remember. Now, did he speak to any delusions he would have during this time? What do you mean? Um, when he did interviews. Yeah, he talked about, yeah, yeah talks yeah, about it. I feel like, because everything is. After. Because, like, delusions are, also aren't, like, I think everyone misconfuses what hallucinations are and what delusions are. Delusions are very much Mm -hmm. inside. Like, you think what you're thinking of. And hallucinations is what, like, you think you're, like, what you think you're receiving. So, like, auditory hallucinations, seeing Mm -hmm. colors, things like that. Um, So, when you have schizotypal disorder, I talked about it, like, in the past, um, in the past episode, where it's, like, it's social anxiety. It's all of that. Um, you're paranoid, um, IDH, so you're afraid of things. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to remember everything. Um, disassociation, again, holding regular human beings to incredibly high standards. Um, that makes them, like, that disqualifies them to be your friend, your partner. And so with all those things running together with him, I feel like we get there. We got the borderline personality disorder. Like, all these right. things. And that, that's where I really see in him the most. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with schizoaffective but borderline schizotypal so schizo affective is a mood disorder paired with schizophrenia so depression and yeah so i'm not too <laughs> but when i when it comes to borderline that's why that's why i see um Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. when it's comes holding on to souvenirs holding on to the body the longing for somebody not to leave him that's where i come in that's very borderline but he doesn't have he is that very he doesn't have any real mm-hmm. sense of like relationship mm-hmm. like but like i think that i don't know if that's 
Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that there is some part of Jeffrey that is still very much human. Because even oh, with yeah. borderline personality disorder, like, it's usually, like, the, your maintenance of relationships is impossible. Right. Like, you have no real sense of self, no real sense of others. Like, you're really stuck in this, and you mm. just can't maintain relationships. But he looks like he's trying to create He's trying to create relationships. Something. So, I'm like, something is... He's on a... He's I think a, it's the mixture that made him so different. Yeah. He's, you know? He's got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> And we really get to this point where now, like I said, looking for partnership, looking for relationships, and we're back again um, with Jeffrey. <sighs> this is where the police make me mad. This is where the police make everybody mad. Mm-hmm. So in 1991 in May, he met Conorak, another long last name that I am not going I'm right, to. Right, I'm not even going to attempt. Um, and that just also speaks to the the ethnicity of the people that he is going after. Right. And I like we talked about it a little bit like I referenced like black, like he had like his black and brown victims. Mm-hmm. Yes, part of it is the fact that it's where he was mm-hmm. and who was hanging around in the areas that he was like, you know, cruising for victims. But also it's a lot of like who's going to be missed. Right. He's going like a lot of serial so killers. So do you do believe this. in that sense that he because I heard this a lot that he had attraction yeah, right. he makes it. He, he's he's made it clear that he was attracted to brown and black skin, mm-hmm. um, but I think part of that it was a fascination with something that wasn't like his own, mm. um, and that we could talk about like queerness and what that looks mm-hmm. like, and how people fetishize other skin colors and other bodies. You no, know, and... it's hard enough being you know queer, and it's another thing to be a minority, and the fact that he preys on queer minorities pissed me off. Um, hello, <laughs> you're sitting across from a queer minority, and we're like, don't you think it made me angry? But, <laughs> but I mean, you like this, dude. I can't. But like, you, I mean, but I think what I think really what it is is just that I think that he also realized he's intelligent enough to realize who the police are going to really look yeah, after, yeah. especially if he's living in this high crime area, like they said. And like, how often do police really police high crime areas? I'll wait. Like, so, so if he's going in these areas and people are complaining that I can't find, you know, my son is missing or, you know, if there's an, like a Laotian immigrant family who couldn't really speak English that well saying, I can't find my son. They're like, maybe they're afraid of deportation. But there's all these things that come into play when you're looking for like yeah. little brown people, little brown people, like young brown people and that you don't, you know, you're not going, well, maybe they got, he got killed by one of them gangbangers on your block, you know, like things like that happen. Um, but Conorak, and I'm saying his name wrong, guys, and I apologize, but I try so hard not to fake accents. Right. Uh, he meets him, and what's funny is that he is the younger brother of a former victim. The one that he molested back in 1988. Mm-hmm. And obviously doesn't know this, but he gets him back into his apartment, mm-hmm. he drugs him, has sex with him. Once again, revisits the idea of creating a zombie. So he drills the hole and the hydrochloric acid goes into his frontal lobe. And he decides it's time for a break. So he leaves the body unattended and go get some beer. He realizes that, yeah. Were you that, tired? But I, but you also have to realize, like, Jeffrey is, um, in, in, at least in the context of serial killing, a highly functioning alcoholic. Right. Like, where he's obviously, like, malfunctioning, but functioning in the way that he needs to in this. So, of course, if he's out of alcohol. But alcohol was also his justification. Remember, alcohol was one of the things he leaned on. Like, he said in interviews, I had to get drunk uh, before I could do this. And, like, it's like, bitch, don't, you don't get a cop out. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me stop cussing out Jeffrey Dahmer. But like, it's just, it's just like, it's just one of those things where you're trying to be like, I'm not all bad. See, I hurt too. In one of his old court cases, he's like, I'm a homosexual alcoholic, as if somebody's supposed to feel bad for you yeah. about that. Like, yeah, you being an alcoholic is terrible. It's sad. It's unfortunate. Like, addiction is a hell of a thing. I don't give a damn that you gay and get and drunk. Like, but he knew what the connotation of homosexuality was in that time. So he was going to say that, saying, I am troubled. And, like, it just it irritates me. You don't get to do that. So you're right. He goes out to get a beer or beers. And in and that time. Conorak wakes up. As he does. And he goes outside and he tries to actually get help. And some neighbors try to help him, but he's speaking Laotian. So they couldn't understand him. But they do call the police. Yeah, and to them, he was just some drunk, wandering gay boy in the streets. And this is... So you you don't see a whole hole in the person's head. Right. <laughs> um, he also, like, to be fair, though, like, to be fair, God, not to, I'm justifying terrible <laughs> things, but kind of like, it's the, like, hair, all these things that go into this. There's blood! I know, but... <laughs> You got to, you know, it's the police, man. You know, they, what part of sex play is there blood in your head? Here, well, don't, well, we're not, we don't kink shame. I don't, I don't know. But there might be. But I don't know. Police work super hard. Be careful. You know, you got to, you got to give them BOTD always. Um, but no, like things that obviously should stand out. I'm like, he had long hair. Like, that's not an excuse. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you could see blood dripping from this man. And he's obviously, anytime right. you see a stumbling drunk person that's bleeding, Listen, like naked person that's even bleeding. Even if there is sexual play that invo- involves blood in the head, please check. Like, give me Olivia Benson like, and Elliot Stabler on the line check. right now. Right. Like, as soon as I see a naked person wandering covered in anything, I'm calling the fucking police and I'm taking it seriously. So if the police get to you and they think he's just a drunk gay boy, we're gonna leave him to his own damn madness. This. Bothers me. Like it, I, I hate it. I hate so badly. I, I don't want to stay here too long because I know people are listening. Like, oh my god, get over the gay shit already. But like, <laughs> it bothers me to the point. Like, people don't realize like how queer people have been treated right. and how they were viewed, and like we were seen as morally corrupt and like inferior and like drunks and pervs and sickly like lepers like there's all these things that come into kind of like why things like this happen like that's he's just a drunk that's what they do mm-hmm. and so what happens jeffrey's returning from his beer run right and sees all of this fucking going down but instead of doing the thing that a com- that a criminal would do and avoid the police nope. and just go to his apartment this motherfucker engages goes right to them and says what are you talking about this is my boyfriend right he's had a little too much um excuse me officers this is nothing this is a, this is a little embarrassing and they're like sounds fine to me right mm-hmm. um like rogers it sounds like a good story he's like yep yep Roberto. have they done some background checks had they because you do it when you're in when they pull me over for a speeding ticket you you check my information had you ran some checks? Had you even walked inside the apartment that you smelled something funny coming from? You would have found. It is a whole mess. I just think there, there's nothing like it. Like just investigate a little bit. Like it. it like let me take make. I would bull. Like if I was a cop, I would just bullshit my way. But like let me just make sure. Let me just walk you guys back. 
Mm-hmm. You know, let me cover you up and walk you guys back to your apartment. Something like that. Right. Just to, so you can just be a little fucking nosy. Let me mm-hmm. peek in the door before. You know, because Jeffrey was like, all right, thank you. Like, you know, he'd be like that <laughs> right, guy. Right, right. So once that happens, I feel like probable cause. I kick in the door in the quickness. Me, same. Call for backup, kick in that door. It's just a mess. And so here we are. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey decides to take his his show on the fucking road. He goes to a gay pride day in Chicago. Um, he meets another victim. Uh, his name is Matt, who he keeps meeting these people who are like looking to be models, uh, looking. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a conversation we had about vanity and how I feel like he also went to pretty safe spaces for, you know, queer people at the time, too. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. He's going he's to places just, where he's going to find gay people. He wants right. he wants because he wants that part of it to be easy. Right. He wants like people to want him to come with him. He's not going to drug them while they're out right. anymore. He wants to get them back. So if right. you're gay, you're more likely to come agree to have sex with me or pose for me. Because there were only so many spaces where you could have been free, especially at that time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's and it's still to this day. Like right. you can hold hands walking downtown and get clocked upside the head because people are stupid. Right. You know, and I was thinking as far as like model status like youth and aesthetic are currency in the queer community so maybe he's out here trying to but he convinces matt to come back to milwaukee (laughs) on a greyhound um and he pays for his tickets he does um and they come they go on back and once again he drugs matt he cuts off his head wraps it in a plastic bag and puts it in the freezer cuts his rest of his body up and throws his torso in that gallon, gallon drum of hydrochloric acid. He just keep again, keeps going, mm-hmm. keeps going. And we're seeing, <laughs> it was just, I just think about these neighbors. Still, like, I just feel like these neighbors are like watching it. And you know, that old lady across the hall was like, you know, that damn Jeffrey. That's just my mom looking at the neighbors, not saying a damn Opening thing. the door, like, that's another damn Listen, boy. We had a neighbor that used to take in people that used to rent. And I don't know when they left, but they left. <laughs> Are you sure they left? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't even think. The man lived alone and he would just have a new renter every time. I mean, there are just people who are, like, looking. I mean, I just feel like Jeffrey just keeps going. And then he, he there, there's always a third party who comes in. Like, when he killed Jeremiah Miller. Mm-hmm. Um he, I'm sorry, Miller. I'm getting names mixed up. Uh, Jeremiah Weinberger. Mm-hmm. Like, he meets Jeremiah's roommate. Yeah. Like, and, like, there there are aspects of this that, and Jeremiah ends up dead anyway. Right. You know? So, it's, like, there are aspects of this where people are coming across Jeffrey, and, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say I don't want to demonize anybody. I'm not trying to vilify anybody. But, like, there's so much movement, and you would think that people would catch on, and, Black people like to mind their business in this building, but you know somebody is talking. And that's right. what I'm saying. Because we like to mind our business. Like, we won't bring it to you, but it's our one of our favorite things is to talk about what the fuck you doing to everybody else who sees you, I'm too. I'm sure somebody had to notice that no one was coming out. That across the street. And so we're sitting here like, <laughs> so she's sitting here thinking, like, I just must be sleeping in the middle of the night. Because I know I hear several footsteps, but I never hear those come out again. But for whatever reason, every day, that smell gets so much stronger. And it just bothers me so much. And so here we go again. Mm-hmm. In July 12th of 1991, Jeffrey meets an Oliver Lacey. Drugs him. Strangles him. Bodybuilder, too. Right. 
and because of this, this is really important. Yeah, sodomizes his corpse, right. slices off his bicep, mm-hmm. and what does he do, D? Please stop eating. He eats it. Cooks it. There's a point where he boils things. I like when he, he wanted to join me, have right. me join in. Join me in this. But he like there's points of this where he's boiling body parts and makes like a gelatin. Like he is into this. Like Jeffrey is so lost in this that there's no coming back. No. There's there was no there was really no redemption for Jeffrey after murder like one. Like because he knew exactly what he wanted to be. But he eats this, he eats the bicep, he places his head in the fridge, <laughs> and he puts his heart in the freezer to eat later. Mm-hmm. And he puts the rest of the body in the trash and keeps the bones, keeps the skeleton. But now, as you would expect, all this shit takes time. Right? And so now people are really, like, wondering where he's at, what he's doing. Um, And it's hard to be a malfunctioning, functional alcoholic. Right. Murdering people. True. Drugging them, peeling their so flesh, dissolving their flesh, pulverizing bones, keeping skeletons, cleaning skeletons, and to keep a full-time job. You'd think so, right? It's impossible because it is. And so he gets suspended. He gets put on leave from his job right. as an incentive to like do better. Right. And Jeffrey takes this as a, as a slight. <laughs> like, <laughs> he decides that... <laughs> He decides that this is not okay. This is mean. These people are attacking him. And he gets fired. (laughs) Right. And now Jeffrey has what? Nothing but time. The wrong thing to give Jeffrey. Oh, my God. I can't keep doing this. So here we are. And that same day, Mm -hmm. he meets Joseph Braidhoff. I hate these last names because I cannot keep up with them. And he convinces Joseph, come back, drink some beer with me. We're going to do this right. We're going to go to party. Follows the same pattern. Drugs him, strangles him. Keeps the body once again. Yes. For a few days. So, like I said, we find Jeffrey again, either lingering, loving, longing to love or have some kind of constant companion here and it's i don't know i just i feel terrible i mean the you gotta think about it at this point things are rotting like mm-hmm. me, he's finding maggots yeah like you can leave things like his this is not we say that people escalate until they want to get caught i think jeffrey was like declining i think at yeah. this point he's hit his fever pitch and he's starting to recognize that, like, he's got to do something about this. Um, you, can, you can't keep meat in a freezer, I mean, a fridge for too long because it just stays cold. But that doesn't mean it doesn't go bad. Um, so he's looking for some company. Yeah. And, and to find it, he runs up on a group of guys, doesn't he, D? Yes, he does. And so he goes up to the guys and he's like, Here's a hundred bucks. I want to take some new photos of somebody. Do we have any takers? And unfortunately, Tracy Edwards, 31 years old, decides to accompany him to take some pictures. Yeah, I. This is, I mean, there is a, there is a blessing in this. There is. Um, and though, like, Jeffrey will say that this, again, 
I'm, I was so drunk. I was so out of my mind. I'm not sure what's happening, but this is the blessing that, um, you know, is coming that this is, this is Milwaukee's saving grace. Unfortunately, Edwards had to be the one to deal with this. Right. So Edwards is the one who has to recount this interaction with Jeffrey Dahmer. And he says that Jeffrey pulled a knife on him. Yes. Um, he went from being the kind, charismatic guy that had wooed him into the apartment to being this aggressive, this mean, uh, angry, vicious person. Even his facial expressions. We we tend to hear this with yeah. serial cases. The facial expressions go from, you know, calm, relaxed, and then all of a sudden very aggressive. Like from Enraged. It's yeah. almost like it's a different person. And that's what he, Tracy, describes as well. But Tracy... In this is not as as we would say in the hood, like back when he ain't no bitch, you know. Right, so right, right. Jeffrey attacks Tracy and manages to get a handcuff on him. Uh, but Edwards ain't about the bullshit, and he's no, throwing blows it. back, and he gets away. Mm-hmm. And now he's outside, <laughs> and now he runs to a corner. He's running, he's running, and he flags down police officers, and they just happen to be on their night patrol here. And once they realize that this black guy is screaming and jumping up and down on a corner and he's handcuffed, they realize, hmm, this might be something uh, we need to investigate because he could just be drunk out having a good time or he could really need help. And so they get up to Tracy and Tracy tells them everything and they follow him back to this strange, aggressive, dangerous man's house that he's describing. Yes. And again, this is it, guys. This is the moment where they knock. I wish I had a <laughs> on the door. And who opens it? Oh, no. Too much. Yeah, that might not sound too great. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer opens it. And they look about it. And you know what? They, they, they're Finally, someone steps inside the apartment. And it looks together. It looks proper. There's some nice things in it. You know, a nice little radio. You know, and they're looking around. And they're like, hmm, this doesn't seem... Like the scene of a crime here. And so. Like they couldn't smell nothing. <laughs> and so he's like, well, oh, I think, well, I think, well, they could smell. But I think what they were trying to do was, I don't want to give police too much credit, yeah. but I want to give them enough. <laughs> but because the context of this is like sex gone wrong. Right. You know, and so they say, hey, if you want the keys to the handcuffs, you're going to find them in their bedroom. And in, in, even in this, Dahmer is still over here trying to kind of like woo the police because he's good at that too. Right. And like, and we're not, and like we saw this with the, with the teacher in his, in his earlier years. Mm-hmm. We saw when he finessed his way to get, um, homeboy back into his apartment who was already technically almost in police custody. Right. So it's, it's a mess here. And so now in this search, the refrigerator gets opened and they find all those gifts. Something they were not expected. Is this a bitch? Is it Christmas? No. <laughs> this is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> Valid. They find the heads. Skulls. Skulls. Sorry. Technically, you're right. All that meat is gone. Of these victims. Mm-hmm. And they were trying, and again, this these Arm and Hammer baking sodas try to absorb the smell <laughs> of these decomposing heads. They open the freezer. They find three more in there. Stored in plastic bags, tied with plastic ties, and so they open this the the bedroom closet door, 
And they realize, oh, they try to, and they realize it's sealed, sealed. it's dead bolted. And so I can't sing clean out of my closet here, no. Okay, you cool. will not. You will <laughs> not do such things. And they find this metal pot full of hands and a dick. Sorry, penis. I'm <laughs> no, I think that a dick mind. was very great. And on the shelf in this closet, there were there was a kettle. It had two skulls in it. And they found all kinds of chloroform from how to hide. Um, like glass jars of preserved penises. Pictures everywhere of like victims in different positions in various stages. Sometimes they were still drinking and laughing. Sometimes they were already unkind. Sometimes they were mutilated already and dismembered. What do you do if you're the cop? You wrestle like they did. You had to wrestle Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> to the ground because <laughs> Jeffrey was Jeffrey again didn't just go down like yeah you caught me there officer yeah you know I, my my hobbies here <laughs> they are you know they're not what you would call um normal I'm sorry about that. Um, but I expect you to give me the respect that a white man, 31 years old, of it. I would do. vomit so bad. First of all, I'd vomit upon entering. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I just, I just say, I don't know. I probably wouldn't vomit. I'm, I'm not, I'm, the, I'm not a puker. I, I am. Um, I'm that guy when you, you know, when you were like, when you first, did you ever read chicken noodle soup? Yeah. Or the soul, or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and there was a story in there how he realized how tough his mother was, was when she'd wash dishes and then reach into the little catcher and take the, like, the wet food out of it and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to gauge how much of an adult I was by how grossed out I was by that. Like, and so when I think of, like, it's, I know it sounds stupid, but follow me through a thought. And then I had <laughs> nieces and nephews where, like, pee and poop and, like, vomit were common things in my life. So at this point, like, Thing, like bodily fluids and things I don't think would gross me out, but finding dismembered bodies. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, okay, so I was a babysitter and you deal with baby puke, kids puke, all this stuff. I wasn't a babysitter. I was an, I'm an uncle. Okay, but listen to this. I had to do with adult body fluids and stuff when I used to work with people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So on that note, sure, but I don't think I could handle a severed penis, a hand or two, and a skull. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. I'm vomiting. No, you're right. I probably would puke too. I'm just thinking, like, I <laughs> probably. And it wasn't like one. I'm a dry heaver, though, so I'd probably be like, Oh, I would be. I would fuck up that crime scene so bad. They'd be like, Get, get her. Okay. <laughs> My dumbass out of here. Just fucking every goddamn thing up. Get out of here. But they found so many things, so many pictures. There's one where he did his best, like, Ed Gein impression, and he cut somebody from, like, their neck all the way to their genitals, and it was, like, splayed out. Like, there's. Cool. There's cool. so many things in this. And so, obviously, while they're they're doing this, and then if, I wish I should have put, I should probably put some audio in here somewhere. But taking when they're taking all this stuff out of his apartment, after they've taken Jeffrey out of the apartment, they brought him to the police station. The, all the damn neighbors. We had no, they're out there in their row. We had no idea. <laughs> Jeffrey's always so smiling. He's always so kind to us, girl. And ain't he nice? Yeah, he was always nice to me. He told me good morning every day. Even when my name's been... I'm like, you lying sacks of shit. Then weren't y'all always complaining about smells? And usually, uh, you would think old black women would be the first people to go like, you know what? My landlord ain't doing shit. I'm going to News Channel 9. To be- you know what? I smelled up in that apartment. I'm like, that house smells something. You need to do some investigative journalism. You know journalism. that 213? 
That soothes thing. Why are you giving them these really weird know. southern accents? This They're is the best I could do. In Milwaukee. I'm not you. They're, I mean, I'm no one is, but I. <laughs> Okay, you no, go. That's no, funny. But no, like like black people in the Midwest don't talk like they're from Missouri. Maybe she moved from the South to the Midwest. Possibly. But you got to give them like the old black twin. Like, now y'all know. Y'all know his little... I, I told... I done told y'all his little ass was in I don't have time here. for you to no be coming business. for my efforts today. You got to you gotta Ebonics it. You can't Southern draw it. See, there's a little barrier to me and Ebonics. There shouldn't be. I mean, I didn't really grow up around it. That's not, that's not true. Didn't you... What high school did you go to? I was like, high school. Uh, that's not true because there's a good there's a good portion of that. There's one high school in that city, so like there is a pool of you. Yeah, could, but like that's let's not, be to real. Me, that's not, like young let's Diana, be real. In, and then that was no. only like eight hours of my let's day. Let's be real, crew. If you're listening to this, Diana chose to not talk to the people who spoke like that. That was a conscious <laughs> true choice. At- Oh. Well, I met some of your friends from high school, and I could tell you that D chose to avoid the black people. You know one, and he's black, and he's queer. What told you? He wasn't your only friend from high school. That doesn't he mean, really was. But he also he's going to be black and queer, and he also has a weird aversion to Ebonics. So, like, <laughs> it's not a weird aversion. We just didn't grow up around it. You again? You spend eight hours a day in a, in a building full of people who could speak like that, and all of a sudden, I wasn't around it. You were whatever. So Does here's it the matter? subtle racism of my school: <laughs> they put certain kids in certain level classes, and I was there for a little bit, but I went to the after complaining, went to the high level classes. Oh, I bet, I bet you did. I'm not. I mean, even... my grades are good though. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> your grades are good, or were your grades good, or were these kids not being challenged enough? Were they not being helped? They're that too. That was, but that's the subtle racism of my high school. Was it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just thinking that maybe you could be better than that. But either way, no, what the- so <laughs> July 23rd, 1991, Jeffrey Dahmer is placed in an interrogation room, and for over 60 hours, I mean, uh, there's a lot to go over. Right, they've got 60 <laughs> hours of audio from all of this. Like they, they testimony this motherfucker probably eating chicken wings and shit you know like i i whenever i imagine interrogations i just imagine like the first 48 when they got little juju in there eating red lobster and shit you know like trying to get as much information as they can out of him just because like if we show him a good time he'll tell us what he, what he knows that's what i picture at jeffrey dahmer and but Dahmer is like, I don't want a lawyer. He's waived his right to counsel at this point. Because who could defend him better than him? Well, there, again, there's an arrogance that comes yeah. with that. Like, and it yeah. might just be, but it could be the psychosis. It could be his, sure. he's psychotic that he doesn't realize that he's actually caught. You know, like that. This is it. Like this is the end of the line for you. And so, in this, they get him to confess to doing it. Once he works past all this, like higher than mighty, like I'm no longer in control, I'm no longer dominating, and you know, writing this narrative, he confesses to the murders. And he confessed to all 16, including that one in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Saying that he was the one who created all this mess. It's only right that he'd be the one to, you know, tie it up with a bow. And he's right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's amazing to me how calm. Jeffrey was through most of this. Like he got, like the reports say that like once he was arrested, there was a a bit of a tussle. Mm-hmm. But like after this, like watching interviews, watching him in the yeah, court, he talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Like he just, he's just so. I don't know. 
it's just so weird to me. And then he finally did saying that, like, at some point he, like, the Toomey murder, the Stephen Toomey murder, like, yeah, I remember some aspects of it. Like, but again, I picture him sitting there with, like, a fucking Popeye's biscuit. Like, they've, yeah, like, they've talking, coerced him, like, casually talking about it. casually, like, rip, like, ripping and rhyming off of the fact that he's, like, mutilated people. And he goes on to tell him how he goes about it, how he cut up bodies in his bathtub and the chemicals he used to do it with. Like, he's giving them everything. Yeah. I, um... And that's what we know so much, because he gave them everything. Right. He could have silenced it and not said anything. Yeah, and I think that, you know, he, he says that he got caught up in everything. But I say, I think that he was escalating. He was no longer in control. It was right. just patterns of behavior. He was running with it. And Jeffrey Jeffrey was just like, this is who I am now. And until someone stops me, I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he accounted. Again, he didn't account for Tracy Edwards. He didn't account for Homeboy right. to swing back on him and fight back. And to be able to escape him. Because Jeffrey also, one of the things we didn't mention in, in these episodes is that Jeffrey was surprisingly strong for his size. Correct. He wasn't a little guy by no. any means. But he was strong. And I think a lot of that was the fact that, one, they, his father did try to get him into wrestling and lifting weights and things when he was younger. And it's mm-hmm. just something when you're constantly working in factories and doing your own. Like, There's a lot of things that go into reason. I just believe that Midwestern people, mm-hmm. like... I don't know what this motherfucker was far, like planting shit and t- tending the sheep. Like I just picked all them corn fed bitches. Like they out here, like <laughs> lifting up cows. Maybe shit. <laughs> That's how I feel. But on July twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one, Jeffrey Dahmer was charged with four counts of murder, and then in the next month he was charged with eleven more <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin. And so they, again, Ohio, they find, they find the bone fragments behind the woods where he confessed to killing Hicks. Mm-hmm. And they confirmed that it was in fact him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he didn't get charged with the, uh, with the attempted murder of Tracy Edwards, which is weird to me. Right. Like that was like, that's like the, that's the one thing that got you that you actually had. It was that he tried, like you would see that this is his, this is his motive, like right. was to kill people. So if he has him, if he gives him drinks laced with things, handcuffs him what do you think was going to happen if you had not run into tracy edwards that day right. what if the cops weren't driving by right you know would he have just run up he pulled a knife and would just ran up and stabbed him in the street which i believe that like he would have been like i need to protect my you know oh, absolutely so and it was nighttime so he was sentenced to 16 terms of life in prison to be served consecutively yes so he won't know going nowhere um, yeah, well, we knew he wasn't going nowhere. He, yeah. he wasn't going nowhere. And in that, he ended up at uh, Columbia Correctional Christ Institute Christ. in Portage, Portage Wisconsin. Wisconsin. In jail, I guess he became a born-again Christian, but... As most people do. Right. But, um, on, but on July 1994, he has a fellow inmate to slash his throat with a razor uh, and... Of a toothbrush because it is jail, and so we it's know it's a shank. Call it what it is. <laughs> and finally, that's what happens when you don't hang around the black kids in your school. You don't know you don't know what the lingo is. I didn't really have any white friends though in high school. Anyway, so you just happen to find all the black folks that spoke perfect English. You make me sick. <laughs> anyway, November twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. He left to uh, do some. 
uh, assigned work in the prison. His and bathroom cleanup duties. Yes. Bathroom, bathroom. Um, there were two fellow inmates that accompanied him, uh, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarvo. Scar- Scarv? Scarver. There you go. Um, and so I believe it was Christopher Scarver who um, basically bludgeoned him to death. Yeah. And that was. You said basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what happened was um, after they had started, um, a guard had come back by and <laughs> discovered that Jer- Jeremy, Jeffrey Dahmer, was lying down in a pool of his own blood and his head was bashed in. And. He was pronounced dead at 9-11 a.m. that day. <sighs> Upon his death, his mom said, now is everybody happy? I don't think... First of all, Mama, you've been gone for... <laughs> you've missed a lot. Let's, let's catch you up. <laughs> let's catch you up. I can't stand you. Um, I feel like this is, this is Loki, <sighs> like in Thor. Remember when Thor was like... He he's might be beyond reason, but he is as I've guard and he's as my brother. And like Black Widow's like he's killed eighty people in two days. Well, he's adopted. Like Mama, chill out. You seem to have missed a lot. Um, <laughs> your son was sentenced to sixteen life sentences, nine hundred and fifty-seven years. You're he murdered, dismembered, violated, raped, oh. eight. 17 young men. I can't make a Rosemary's Baby reference, right? No, you cannot. Okay. Your son, Loki, I don't kind of got what he had coming to him. Like, this is, <laughs> this, this isn't like, my baby was wrongly convicted and you are happy now. He did something to him, so he hurt himself. Like, no, your son is trash, did trash things, and trash things happen. Right. This is what happens when your son doesn't drug and fucking sedate everybody who's around him when somebody has more power than he does i'm sorry i don't feel bad like for jeffrey dahmer sick as he is i don't feel bad mental health isn't a complete excuse for the things you do especially not for police it's definitely not for lionel especially not for his mama like all these people the teachers who let his alcoholism skate by and passed him and let him go home without the suspensions and the tensions and so many, so many things dropped the ball here. Jeffrey Dahmer, my favorite true crime episode, my favorite true crime case ever. This is where we are now. The end. You may resume eating your feel- food. Oh, man. That's it. <laughs> Jesus, get out of my house. There is. <laughs> that is it, guys. That's Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, thank you for listening. Um. <laughs> Where can we find you on the timeline? Uh, find us everywhere. <laughs> um, we are, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Charnel B. You can find the podcast of What Did You Do Pod on Twitter and Instagram. D, D underscore L I G H T for on Twitter and Instagram. All those places. And like I said, find us there. Find us on Facebook. Join the What Did You Crew group. Um, also, and as well, what you might want to do is just rate us on apple Podcasts, i think you've seen a lot of you guys doing that it's really awesome we appreciate it um again thank you for listening um this episode is a little bit <laughs> draining we also recorded this episode in the middle of the night so it's Midnight like hour. so we there's a lot going on we here. love I'm y'all trying to so fit, much I'm, try, I'm trying to wrap this up
I'm trying to wrap this up with a bow. <laughs> you're making this longer than it has to be. Oh, I'm at the delusional state when you're exhausted. That's where I am right now. So you're I'll see you later, one, guys. I still have to eat dinner. So, right. So if Jeffrey Dahmer has taught us anything, like I said, it's really that the secrets make you sick. Um, see somebody if you have any delusions of or of I don't know. Just if, think about don't hurting keep people. Penises in jars. That's a great way to leave it. Anyway, guys, keep your hands clean is what I'm saying. And take care of yourselves. Bye.